Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. So literally, Christmas is around the corner like a couple of days away and I have to say that this Christmas, it's felt like Christmas at least in the Jenkins household, but it's been different. I thought last year was different, but this year is is really different. And I don't know why. I I don't know if it's because we've had so much going on in our household and, you know, being busy with traveling, with the new job, you know, and just trying to get settled into this season that we're currently in. But I don't know. I feel like Christmas caught me off guard. And it seems to, to me that I'm not the only one who feels this way. Like I have been on social media and I've seen some other people, you know, post things about, you know, um, haven't not having gone Christmas shopping yet. Now, for me personally, I'm usually an early Christmas shopper. I will have my Christmas shopping done either by um, Black Friday or or well yeah by black friday or on black friday one of the two but uh, it's around like the thanksgiving going into like that transition between thanksgiving going into christmas time i will have it all done and for the past couple of years even before the pandemic happened i became an online shopper so like when the kids were younger my thing was to go out on black friday and grab all of the major deals because at that time, you know, I was buying the big ticket items like the, you know, the cars and the trucks for for the kids and everything and trying to get them on sale. But I think it's when the, you know, industry decided to start opening up, you know, the stores from like five o'clock in the afternoon that I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to be standing in no line and pretty much all of Thanksgiving Day, because the plan was, or what the plan used to be, enjoy Thanksgiving, and then at 12 o'clock, or a little bit before 12, like around 11, you know, you go out and hit the stores, and I had a plan, y'all, like seriously, I knew exactly which stores I was going to, what items I was getting, so I was in and out, I never really had to deal with any of the Black Friday, you know, shenanigans, or arguments or anything like that. I do remember one time though that I almost had an altercation with somebody inside a Target because they had these I think it was like um the toy Cadillacs and um they only had them in two colors. They had them in white and in red and I had went to go and get a red one for Skyland and it was only one left. And as soon as I turned the corner or the aisle of where the truck was, this other lady like cut right in front of me. I say cut like we were driving, but like she got right in front of me and grabbed it. And it was huge, too. So just imagine what that looked like. Somebody trying to grab it before somebody else. And I almost almost in that moment went off. But then I was like, mm, no, I am not going to be one of those they get caught up in the whole Black Friday, you know, hype or whatever. It's fine. And fortunately, when I went around the other aisle, that's when I saw the white trucks. And it, I was just like, you know what? I wanted the red. It's okay. I'll just get the white. No big deal. So anyways, um, 
we uh, that that used to be my plan of just going shopping but then as the kids were getting older their um their taste or the things that they wanted for christmas started to change and everything like it wasn't really the big ticket items anymore at this time it was just like you know the regular toys the barbie dolls american girls the action figures stuff like that things that you really don't need to go to black friday for unless you're just trying to get all your shopping done but like still like to me i think at this point going black friday shopping is for the door busters and i'm not even talking about like the appliances or anything like that or or even the the tvs i mean that's still something that you can do but um it's like the little family pjs or the little things that they have in the aisle you know um i remember i used to go and um, at Target, they would always have their DVDs um, on sale. <laughs> Obviously, they don't do that anymore with all the streaming. But I digress. So anyways, I stopped doing Black Friday when they started moving the time up earlier and earlier. I was just like, I'm not. More power to the people that camp out in tents and, you know, have Thanksgiving dinner in the parking lot. That's not going to be me. It's no big deal. As a matter of fact, I will roll up in the store if I do at all on Friday in the middle of the day like it's not even that serious for me anymore and so I just started shopping online and it was such a relief like not having to go into the store and worry about any of that kind of stuff I just simply did the shopping online and I was done wrap gifts and was chilling but this year like I said I don't know what it was um, or what happened but Anthony and I just recently did our Christmas shopping for the crits. Um, we majority of the stuff, well, <laughs> we were inside of the store in, um, and while we were walking around in the store kind of browsing it, we didn't even actually go to go and buy stuff. I can't remember or buy Christmas gift rather. I, I, I can't remember what we were in the store for, but while we were there, Anthony was like, yo, we need to go Christmas shopping for the kids. And mind you, it's now full in effect in December. Uh, I think (laughs) at this point we were two weeks out um, for Christmas and he was like, we need to go shopping. So like we literally started purchasing stuff like online walking in the store for the store we were at (laughs) as well as like purchasing stuff because we were like, oh, well, they don't have this game here. Well, let me look online and see if they have it. And so we ended up doing all of our Christmas shopping for the kids that day. But there was nothing done for anybody else, um, not even for each other. And so today, rather, he was like, well, when are you going to go Christmas shopping? You know, when are you going to get the stuff? And I was just like, I have no idea. He was like, Hannah, you have to go today. He was like, because with all the stuff that you have on the schedule, you know, for the rest of this week, you're not going to get it done or you're going to start stretching yourself out. And I was like, okay. So (laughs) needless to say, ended up doing some, not even all, but I had to go into the stores and y'all listen, if you haven't, if you're like me and you have been procrastinating on your Christmas shopping, sis, let me tell you, um, you are not going to be a happy camper. I mean, it really just depends on what you're going for. But it was a struggle for me today because today I went shopping 
for the other children that we buy Christmas gifts for, um, you know, like my, my friends' kids and stuff. And it was a struggle because, again, children's, you know, their taste as they get older, it changes. So right now everybody's into gaming. They want games or, you know, they want gift cards, which is rather simple. But then you have those who not really into gaming but not really into the toys anymore and so it's like what do you get them but I walked down that toy toy aisle and like the shelves were bare I was like oh my goodness like they have been cleaned out and I know that there's been shipping issues and everything so there hasn't been a lot that has been restocked at all and I'm like man this is bad (laughs) like what am I gonna get them And then even as I sit here and I'm talking to you guys, like I realize I haven't gotten a Christmas gift from my mama, from my dad, and both of them are coming to visit us this, um, this Christmas. And I'm just like, I need to get on the ball. I'm looking at Amazon, like what can I get through Prime delivered by tomorrow or even at, you know, Friday, the latest (laughs) Like, what can I get done at this point? Because uh, I've just been sitting here chilling, y'all. Like, and I mean, can I say, am I a procrastinator? Not really, at least not with Christmas shopping. I have never really been a procrastinator. But this year, it's just been different. It's just felt different. I haven't had, I mean, like I said, I really don't like going to the stores to go shopping because I got used to doing stuff online. But I guess because I've just been so busy or caught up with, you know, my new job and, you know, with all the traveling and stuff that AJ's been doing that it just like I know Christmas is around the corner, but it wasn't like, oh, hey, I'm almost here. You might want to start getting stuff done. And so I just feel so off guard. Like I did do my Christmas dinner shopping. I did that earlier this week. So I bought everything that I needed for that, which was a good thing. And I think that was because I was listening to the news and they had mentioned something about like, oh, you want to make sure you get your shopping done because again, with shipment issues, things not being available, you know, there was even a couple of signs up where, you know, you can only buy two of this or two of that. And I'm just like, what, what world are we living in now that there's this, like the limits to purchasing stuff or The fact that you can walk down the aisles in certain stores and like the aisles are just bare. I was in Publix and I was walking down the drink aisle and like literally there were just empty shelves. And I'm like, man, like what is going on? I feel kind of like I'm living in a twilight zone. Like I I don't know. (laughs) What is this? Is, Is this really life? And so... It just gets me to thinking, you know, in situations like that or when you're looking around yourself and you're trying to figure out like this doesn't feel the same. It doesn't I don't want to use the word normal because what is normal, but it doesn't feel familiar. Let me say that because, you know, when it's not necessarily a normal thing, because like I said, what is normal, you know? It's more of I'm uncomfortable because this is not familiar to me. I feel like I am in a different place. And what do you do when you are in unfamiliar territory? When you're walking in the unknown, 
when you are just unsure about what to do? Well, you have two choices, right? You can either sulk and sit in your feelings or, you know, just not move and become immobile and allow yourself to become stagnant because now you're like, I don't know what to do. Um, I feel stuck. Like, where am I supposed to go? You know, the I'm afraid like you can allow yourself to become so consumed by how you're feeling because this is just unfamiliar territory and it makes you uncomfortable and it makes you uneasy. And so what do you do like that? That's the reason why um, food or certain foods are called comfort foods, right? Because for some of us who may be emotional eaters, when we find ourselves in that space of just feeling uncomfortable, we go to what is comforting. And so we may find comfort in food. Others may find comfort in drugs. Others may find comfort in people and relationships. Others may find comfort in binge watching television or, you know, whatever your it is. We go to these different places to try and find comfort. And then what ends up happening, especially if your comfort is food, you sometimes end up finding yourself feeling even worse because now after you've binge, you've been binge eating or after you've indulged in something that made you feel good temporarily, now you feel bad that you did it because it's like, you know, again, I'm going to just use food because it's easier because when you eat a lot, what ends up happening? You end up putting on weight. And so then now that you've put on all these extra pounds, you feel uncomfortable within your own skin. You're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't like the way I look. I can't fit my clothes. Like what? So you feel worse. And this happens because we are looking to all of these external things to fill this void inside of us, but it's a temporary void. So after, yeah, the food may taste good in the moment, you know, that guilty pleasure may feel good in the moment, but then when that moment's over, you're still left with that feeling of emptiness, that feeling of unfamiliarity, that feeling of discomfort, that feeling of uneasiness. It didn't go away. And that's the thing about feelings that they are temporal. You feel them for the moment. And then when the moment is over, it's gone. You know, I've I've even said this to Anthony before because you know how when you get upset, you can say things in the moment. And then when that moment is over, and you're no longer feeling that way. You're like, oh, I didn't mean that. But I told him or, or what I say to him is, is that, yeah, you did mean it. You meant it in the moment because that's what you were feeling. But this is the reason why we should not speak in the heat of our emotions and why we should sometimes allow ourselves to calm down because Hurt people hurt people and misery loves company, right? Like there's all these little cliches out there. But the truth of the matter is, is that that was a real feeling in that moment. But it's temporal and the moment doesn't last forever and it goes away. So then when we act in the heat of that moment or in those feelings, we end up doing things that we probably would not have done had we not been feeling that way, which is why once the feeling passed, but we're still left with the consequences of our actions, now we feel worse. 
And the thing is, is that this is why we have to be quick to hear, slow to speak and slow to anger. It didn't say don't get angry. It just says be slow to anger. And the Bible also even tells us that even when angry, sin not. Like don't get so angry that you lose control of yourself, that you end up doing something that you shouldn't be doing. You know, and so that's why we have to m- manage our emotions. And I've I've talked about managing emotions um, on the podcast before. I, I've talked about how I've been learning how to manage my emotions. I think that is something that that's definitely a progression <laughs> that takes place. Like I definitely have not hit the peak of, oh, y'all, I got my emotions under control now. I'm good. No, your girl isn't. Because sometimes your girl be dealing with anxiety, even though I know I'm supposed to count it all joy, right? Even though I know that I'm supposed to not worry and not fret, that I'm supposed to cast my cares onto the Lord for he cares for me. Like, you know these things. But at the same time, for me personally, and y'all know it, I'm always just going to be humble, open, and transparent about myself and speak from my own experiences and not try to speak for anybody else because you and I are different. But at the same time, I'm just like, I don't have it all together when it comes to my emotions. I'm still learning at the age of 39 to set boundaries with certain family members. And it's been difficult. It's been a trying road, which is why I admire people who have learned how to do that. And now they're mastering those skills. I'm still in the learning phases. I'm still in the learning phases because for a majority of my life, I have been a people pleaser. I have done things to please other people, but I've had to realize that it's not about pleasing people, but about pleasing God and making sure that he's pleased with what I'm doing, that I'm more focused on his opinions about me than I'm focused on the other, on, on how other people feel about me, placing his opinions above theirs. And That's easier said than done sometimes because, again, just being honest with you all and with myself, you know, sometimes you like the or I let me not say you. I like the affirmations from other people. I like, you know, to be appreciated for what I do. I I like to, you know, look for the not necessarily the compliment, but if I do something to have some feedback and majority of the time I'm looking for the positive feedback. I mean, it's good to get the negative feedback, too, so you could grow. But I'm, I'm going to just keep it real. I'm going to keep it 100. Like, I like to get the positive feedback. Like, oh, you thought that was good? Girl. You know, that wasn't. But I've learned that that is also like a false sense of humility. And it's like, Hannah, why are you sharing all of this? How did how did, how did we get here? Well, we got here because I, I realized in this, this season of, of just unfamiliarity, this season of uneasiness because of everything that's going on, like, the pandemic is still here. It's still a real thing. Omicron is like <laughs> wreaking havoc at the moment. And a lot of us are still out there acting like it's not really going on. And I feel like we have numbed ourselves to the situation because we have been in this space of unfamiliarity for so long. We've been in this space of unknown, like 
is the pandemic ever going to end? Is it just going to be one variant after another after another? Am I ever going to be able to go outside without having to wear a mask? I mean, there's people out there that's like, you know what, regardless to what, I'm going to live my life like how I did before. And that's fine. You know, that's your business if that is how you choose to live. But what I've come to realize is, is that this is the new normal. Like, and and this is the reason why I don't really want to refer to it as as normal, because what is normalcy? You know, normalcy is only what is familiar. It's something that we have become accustomed to. And so just like how life before the pandemic we were accustomed to, we have to get accustomed to life after it, knowing that the only thing that is consistent in life is change like change is always going to happen it's not gonna always be the same way forever now for some people it is they're just stuck in their routines but when you get stuck in a routine and you're no longer growing that means it's time for it to change for something to change and if you don't then yeah you're gonna become stagnant and anything that remains stagnant for too long and stops growing means that death is near and you can literally be the walking dead and I say all of that because it's just like we're so we we can be such uh, routine creatures and and get so caught up in how we want things to be and in our plan and in our agenda. And it's like sometimes you have to throw that out the window. And it's hard for me to do that because y'all already know I'm made like Martha. I got my to do list. I got my routines. I got my schedules. I, I like structure. And there's nothing wrong with structure. But what I have been learning throughout this entire year of 2021 is to throw that out the window sometimes. And it's okay to throw it out the window sometimes. Not saying to do it all the time, but Hannah, at least let's try once a week that we just throw the schedule away and not worry about it. And that's difficult for me. it really is for some people it's like oh I live by by no structure it's like okay what and I mean literally like that's how we're supposed to wake up too like lord what's on the agenda for today what are we doing today and there's nothing wrong with being a planner but your plan has to be flexible you know for those of us out there who are mothers we all are you know we're taught if you went to a Lamaze class or even by other mothers to have a birthing plan right I mean your OBGYN talks to you about the birthing plan okay what's the birthing plan you put a birthing plan together but then what does your OBGYN also tell you your OBGYN tells you like yes this is your birthing plan but we also need to know that the day of Things could change and this whole plan could be thrown out the window. And for some women, that is the scariest thing ever because it's like what you mean, throw it out the window. No, this is the plan. This is how it's supposed to go. But how many of us out there who have given birth to children or who have been pregnant, who have experienced, you know, that whole thing? How many of us know that sometimes that plan literally gets thrown out the window. You could be planning on having a natural a natural birth and then in the change of a second, now you're in emergency C-section. Or it was supposed to be, you know, something else, an at-home birth, but then there was a change, got to rush you to the hospital. Anything goes, anything can happen, and that's how we have to 
look at this current situation that we're in as well. Like you may have been planning, okay, yeah, 2020 sucked, but 2021 is my year. And then things didn't go the way that you had expected it to go. And so now you're in this rut, you're in this place, this, this, this space, this waiting space or wilderness season that you're just like, man, because I and I and the reason why I'm saying this is because I'm seeing this out in social media. I'm seeing people saying, oh, 2021, nah, this wasn't up, but 2022, you know, T-O-O. Also, it was a continuation. But the thing is, is that we also have to realize that we make it our own. It's all about your perspective. It's all about you recognizing like, okay, this is how I feel. This is a real thing. Everything that is happening or majority of what's happening in 2021, it, it, it kind of feels like what I went through or what I experienced in 2020. But if we change our perspective and we look at it as in, okay, this may be another continuation of what was happening, but how can I look at the brighter side? And, and I get it. Some people just don't want to look at the brighter side and that's fine. But I know for me personally, I have to look at it this past year. It was not a repeat of 2020 for me. It really wasn't. And I can't be afraid to share that. I can't be afraid of what other people are going to think or, or how other people are going to take it. I pray that you allow it to bless you rather than allow it to make you feel offended, you know, or make you feel worse about your situation. But even 2020 for me, I looked at that as a blessing because it was because of the pandemic that caused us to be placed on quarantine, that caused for me to be, you know, remote and re caused my children to, to do virtual school, that I got to learn about my daughter and really understand what her learning ability is that she learns differently even my son he learns differently they learn differently from each other I got to understand more about him why when he's finished with his assignments you know he's ready to move on to something else and want to talk to everybody because now he's bored I realized with my daughter oh no she just needs extra time she needs somebody to explain this to her to make sure she understands so that she can excel so 2020 was a good year for for me because it allowed me to learn a lot of things and I think that's that's the other thing that we have to recognize a lot is when we're in these wilderness seasons when we're in these what may can sit be considered the desert you know what I'm saying what may be a dry spell that we're going through we have to understand that this too is an opportunity to learn like you're either winning or learning but you're never losing or you don't have to lose you can look at it as a loss or you can look at it as a lesson what can I glean what can I get from this season in my life that I feel like nothing is happening what can I be doing what should I be doing in this season you know because as we we always try to skip process we always try to figure out an instant way to achieve the things that we want to achieve. And it's like you can't because now you're skipping the learning process. You're skipping that that 
that area that you needed to to either work on some things within yourself so that you can be sustained to in where you're going so that you can maintain where you're going and that's the other thing we're always looking for going to the next level and looking to you know go higher and yes progression is a good thing but sometimes you got to learn how to master right where you are and I said this a little bit earlier when I was referring to me managing my emotions I have yet to master managing my emotions like God is continuing to work on me on that you know what I'm saying and we're all works in process so like everyone out there there is something that you are continuously being worked on for and it's okay because like Pastor Michael Todd says all the time it's progression not perfection let's stop chasing after perfection and let's just go with progression be happy with the small strides that you're making be happy with the pace that you're currently going at you may be at a walking pace you may got a little pep in your step and start skipping you may actually feel like you know what I could take a little bit more on and turn this into a jog or eventually you might be like oh wow I'm really getting this down now I think I can actually go into a sprint but remember life is not a sprint it's a marathon so for how long you think you're going to be running full force you're not going to be running full force in a marathon for long you going to wear yourself out and pass out on the track which is why in a marathon you got to pace yourself sometimes you you got to find your rhythm sometimes you may be running fast and sometimes you may slow it up a little bit to catch your breath so that you can endure until the end and endure the long run and that's really what I'm talking about you guys we have to be able to endure what it is that we're going through right now because that is what it's for it's for the working of your faith it's for the strengthening of your faith is to help you be able to be prepared to go to that next place you've heard me say it before and I'm gonna say it again because it's something that my husband talks about all the time but there is a prepared place for a prepared person if you're not prepared and you get to your prepared place how are you going to maintain the status there how are you going to maintain what it is that you're supposed to do you're not going to be able to if you're not prepared for it, you know, and it's you find yourself prematurely getting there. And so now you're spending more time trying to be prepared for where you are instead of actually working or doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing. Had you been prepared, you know, like people said, if you if you always stay prepared, you don't ever have to get ready. You know what I'm saying? You don't if you're if you're just always ready, ready for the next thing, always got that mindset of being prepared, then you don't have to rush and get ready to go somewhere. That's where planning comes in. But then also know that sometimes the plan changes and you got to be flexible to move with that, you know, and does change always feel good? No, it doesn't. And can you be disappointed? Can you feel that moment? of you know frustration can you be like I don't like it yeah there was something that happened with me just the other day that I was like I'll you know I'm gonna do it but I don't like it (laughs) I'm gonna be real I you know I don't like the fact that this is how it's happening but I'm gonna do it because I know I need to and I know it's for it's 
all working together for my good. So I'm not going to sweat it and I'm not going to complain about it, but I'm allow myself to feel I'm not going to suppress this because suppression only just packs the stuff down and it gets packed until it's too full where it's going to just blow up. And so I'm not trying to have no blow up later on. I want to go ahead and let, let this out now and then go ahead and get back to work and do what I need to do. So anyways, I shared all of that to say this. While you are in this current season of unfamiliarity, of this season of unknowing, of this season of uneasiness and discomfort, and you're going through all these different emotions and you're trying to search and look for the comfort that you need to make you feel good, Instead of reaching for the food or for the drink or for whatever indulgence you think is going to satisfy or bring you comfort or fill that void that you have, my recommendation today is try Jesus. Reach out to him. He said he came to give us life and life more abundantly. He says the cashier cares on him. For he cares for you to take up his yoke, which is easy and his burden, which is light. He said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. There's no place that you can go that separates you from his love. He's here and he can fill you. He is the bread of life. He can give you waters that are so refreshing that you'll thirst no more. He's the one and the only one that can truly fill whatever void you have. He's the one that can truly help you get to a place of settledness where you're like, okay, I'm good because I'm leaning on the everlasting arms. I'm looking to the hills from which cometh my help, knowing my help cometh from the Lord. So I hope that in this holiday season, in this Christmas season, as Christmas is coming closer, it's a couple of days away, and as we are drawing closer to the end of this current year, I just want to remind you all, like, he's the reason for the season. You don't have to be sad and depressed and, you know, just feeling alone this holiday season because you're not alone. He was sent here for you. And so I just hope that you got something out of this episode today. And I wish you a Merry Christmas. And I hope that you find the joy that you need because the joy of the Lord is your strength. So if you are feeling weak today, lean on him, look to him for your joy so that your strength can be renewed. Until next time, peace out.